Hey everybody, Dave Hagen here. Today we're going to talk about the joy and freedom of an emergency fund. That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Financial Wellness Podcast. We are coming to you today, as always, from Uncle Studios in beautiful downtown Van Nuys, kind of near Hollywood, just outside of L.A. We got a bunch of people in the studio today. So, hey, look, it's Brian Reed. <laughs> Hi, Dave. How are you? Hey, good to see you. Thanks for coming in. Always fun. Always, always, always. What's uh, what's going on new in, uh, uh, in, in L.A. or Hollywood? Anything exciting this week? Star Wars, Disneyland. Star Wars opened up. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen any of the pictures? Yeah, Blue Milk. They they serve, they sell blue milk. <laughs> I don't know. It's a thing. It's a thing. Or you can make your own lightsaber for $200. It's like, wow, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about needs and wants. Is that a need or a want? A lightsaber <laughs> is definitely a need. I need a lightsaber. You need a, you need a $200 custom yes. built uh, yes. lightsaber. I, it, oh, no. I want it to be a real lightsaber. That's a need. That would be cool. That would be cool. Or for twenty five grand, uh, you can uh, build your own droid. You can get your own uh, operating R two D two. Oh, all right. Well, there's two needs then. Well, I guess. Wow. <laughs> so, also in the studio today. Hey, we've got a fella named Matt. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dave. Wonderful to be here. Hey, now Matt is his real name, or or maybe or not. It's my stage name. Your stage name. I like that. It's also my real name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's kind of funny because uh, Matt and I met about a year ago at a at a social event, and we discussed some of the interesting things that we were each doing. You know, we were just chitting some chat, and and you inevitably uh, start talking about the things that are interesting you. And and one of the things that I talked about, of course, is the financial wellness podcast. And then uh, we never talked for a number of months. And then I heard from Matt several months later by email. And it turns out he was listening to the podcast. And I thought, hey, cool, you know. Uh, so Matt's a listener and, and, and maybe a fan. So that's, that's, that's pretty yes, cool. Yes, I'm a big fan. Big fan. Very cool. Well, thanks for coming in. You know, everybody, it's kind of interesting. I asked Matt, I said, hey, you want to come in? And he, he asked if I should be talking to his agent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an agent. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you need an agent. But only in Hollywood. Wait a minute. You're not union, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not union. We got to... Only in LA, only in Hollywood, you have to involve the, you know, the, the agents. So how many of our episodes you think you've listened to? You know, we, we've done about 75. Oh, I've listened to quite a few, actually. Um, there's always some that resonate with me. And quite frankly, the, one of the very first ones I heard about uh, an emergency fund was one that I've, that I've worked on the most and uh -huh. continue to somewhat focus on. But, uh, so I, but I've listened to quite a few. That's good. That's great. You know, any, uh. You said you like the the one talking about the emergency fund. Any do we do we have any stinkers that you uh, could identify? <laughs> well, you know, I don't I don't rush to the to the mic. I mean, to the radio often to or the podcast to listen to financial stuff. So, yeah. but there's a lot of very good things. A lot of things that I should have been doing for for quite some time. I'm older in my life, which you know we can talk about, of course. And, yeah, yeah. And have had some 
have gone through some things late in life, uh, mostly all good and mostly all refreshing. Right. But um, uh, so, but the ones, again, the one that has resonated and the one that I kind of restarting in a second chapter of life uh, right. was the emergency fund. I had to start a bit at age 61 from zero again. Wow. It's really not zero, but it was very, very close to zero. Right, right. Well, and a lot of people are are negative. They're, you know, they're underwater. So, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said for, for, for zero, you know, um, everybody, it was, it was funny when, when matches came in, he was taking, um, some pictures of, uh, you know, Brian and myself and, mm-hmm. and, and the mixing board and Scott and sending them to his girlfriend because he, he wanted her to know that he wasn't out like having a, you know, fun time that he was actually at the financial podcast doing what he's supposed to do. That's right. Yes. So sometimes, sometimes you got to prove that you're not off base, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and we're happy to do it. <laughs> Matt, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your, your life sure. journey. So I'm, uh, as I mentioned, I'm 61. Um, I, ra- I have five incredible kids, which I love, but I also blame for everything, including my financial position in life. <laughs> uh, but they're all through college or out of college, and they're all, um, many are married and have grandkids. Uh, and so, um, late in life, um, you know, not to make a, a long story very much longer, but, uh, went through a divorce late in life after all the kids left. One of those kind of stories where you stick together through thick and thin because of the kids. And I was very proud and happy to do that. And I'm still very happy of that decision. But then when the last one left, it kind of brought the situation to a head. And, uh, that's when we decided to, uh, make it final after 37 years and get a divorce. Wow. The the challenge then became, of course, the um, literally liquidating everything, every asset we had, because that was how we, uh, that's what we agreed to do. Uh, we didn't really use attorneys. We just agreed to do that. Right. And so we liquidated everything and I had to basically at age 61 start over. I mean, so you've had, you've had assets, you've had real estate, you've had fancy cars, yes, you've had corporate jobs, you've done the whole thing, yes. a lot of ups and downs and back and forths in your life. But the, the one thing that I remember in initially talking to you was that maybe one of the constants was music. Yeah. And that, that I thought was pretty cool. Cause I'm, I'm totally unmusical and someone <laughs> who can like sing or whatever, uh, play a guitar in your case, sure. you know, I always go, wow, that's really cool. Tell me a little bit about that. So that's always been a constant in my life as, as my children are a constant, um, music has always been a constant right. and I'm very excited about that. I just, and my hope is I still hope to have a, a music business one day. I hope to teach music again, entirely online as I used to teach, hope to play in bands again. Right. Uh, but I played guitar for years. I kind of modeled my life. I'm looking at a picture of Eddie Van Halen, but I modeled my, my uh, in the studio, but I also modeled my life kind of after uh, Led Zeppelin. Uh, and so Ooh. anyway, I've played guitar for years. I still play. Uh, music is inherently a poor uh, world, though, quite frankly. Right. So it's not like I could make a living in it, even teaching. But uh, so, yeah, I've played for a long time. I right. continue to play. Play every day. Well, and I think you said something just this morning that you were looking on a go-forward basis to developing a series of, what, guitar lessons yes. online in some way. Yeah, I hope to have an uh, organization called YB Music. Now that I can, if I ever have a company, I just plugged it. Got it. So it's a, it's it's not a company yet, but YB Music will be something where I intend to offer group lesson and individual lessons online, entirely online, which we study patterns for improvisation cool, used cool. across all musical genres. Well, when you get that up and going, let's have you back and we'll talk about some of the things that you're doing to organize and promote a new business. And oh, I'd love to. We'll do some plugs and sure. Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds good. So what drew you to the podcast? I mean, a year, year and a half ago, you and I are just like, 
chatting and I'm going, hey, I do this thing. And what what drew you to the podcast? Well, I think for me, the the world is full of um, opinion and everybody has an opinion. And I would even tell my children to always have an emergency fund. And, you know, we can have these general conversations around do something. I read about an emergency fund. But the bottom line is I didn't have any facts, quite frankly, to go. I didn't know where to start. It was kind of very interesting. Uh, you get a lot of opinions. People say have an emergency fund, but there's a lot of questions that come up with that. I knew from my own personal experience, I didn't want a fund that was right in my back pocket or in a jar or at a bank right down the street. But quite frankly, what drew me was I didn't really know where to start. Right. I didn't have any facts. Again, I'm operating on essentially people's opinions. So uh, what was kind of very fun about that episode that I listened to was I walked away with a set of to-dos and I immediately did things. I mean, I hadn't ever immediately done anything. I don't know if I've ever immediately done anything. Mm-hmm. But I went away and I went online. I did quick reviews on banks that are online that offer a return. Mm-hmm. And and I also kind of looked at um, where did they not. I didn't want one with a branch. Right. Because to me, an emergency fund should be, again, behind. It should be in like in my mom's house and not in my house kind of thing. Right. So away from me, basically. Right. So um, I think the, 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 the value of the show to me was the facts that I got. Rather than an opinion, I got a set of to-dos. I left with a set of to-dos. Right, right. Well, and we don't try and make it too precise or too particular. A lot of times we're talking in some generalities because I think sometimes it can get too particular. Oh, you got to have a 4013B Roth, you know, with a, with a delimiter fund on the side or something like that. And people go, oh, what, what is that about? You know? And if we can say generally, Hey, put some money in the bank or put some money generally in a retirement account or something like that, that gives somebody something tangible that can become real to them. They can go out and, and they're, they're excited to do it, you know? Well, how long did it take you to, to put together this, this fund? You know, it didn't take me long. I have had experience with some really minor investing. I would never say I'm an investor. Um, my 401k basically is about $822 right now. So anyway, so that shows you <laughs> it's my, a level start. Of, so my level of investment. Um, uh, so I just, I, I think the, uh, when I had some direction from the show, I was able to go out pretty quickly and then make decisions. And right. then um, it's when you have, I think when you have something to target and go after, like what's the best savings bank online kind of thing. Right. Then, then the, then this research becomes easy. Right. And you know, Ally was something I, if I can mention, can I mention Ally? Is well, you can mention, whoever you work with. Okay. We're not recommending anybody, but sure. you certainly can mention who you work with. So that had a little bit of a return in it and, right. and limited and almost maybe no risk I saw. As, um, and I also liked it because I kind of think of it as I put the money in there and I put the money that we we split up from the divorce. I put what I my share in there. Yeah. And it's, it's not something that I even watch because it's not associated with any kind of stock. Right. So right. I like that idea that I don't, I don't even think of. It's kind of fulfilling the... The dream I have an emergency fund, which is it's in there and as long as it stays in there and I don't need it, then that's where it should stay and I'm not going to look at it. I saw someone had a sign. uh, They said, put it where you can't find it. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what they were talking about, but I think it was about (laughs) a bank account and and savings or something. I don't know. But, uh, you know, that's that's kind of, uh, you know, an interesting analysis of what. What struck me and, and, and what caused me to really think about asking you to come on the show is that you talked about the, the absolute freedom and joy and exhilaration of having an emergency fund. And I really never thought about it 
that way. To me, it's just like a step. It's another thing you got. Oh, I got to put some money aside. Yeah, I got to get some rate of return. I got to figure out how to do it. But but you talked about the joy and freedom. And I went, God, I never really thought about it that way. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, it's interesting. So I am I'm uh, uh, I didn't finish my degree again. I blame my children. <laughs> I love my children. I blame my children. Um, and I started in. I had children fairly early in life. We were married at 21 and she was 18. And uh, and we were married very early, and I had to work basically. So a single income, and I, you know, I had to had to go out and and uh, and uh, work for a living. So, um, so the 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 I never saved much, and I'm not really good at you know if the if there's a grill on sale, sale even I don't need a grill, and I don't grill, I'm going to go buy the grill. So I'm not really good at saving money to begin with, and. I'm also in sales and marketing, which was kind of a natural, maybe a natural place for me to go. Uh, it has a lot of potential, has a lot of risk, but a lot of potential income in sales and marketing. But I have been laid off three and four times in 33 years. So, it, so it's been a abrupt, I almost, I hate to say it, I, I go to sleep some nights not, you know, very worried about my job, even in a very, very new job. I've had a position that lasted seven weeks and I've had a position that lasts five plus years. So in my world, it's a performance-based world, almost like a, maybe sports to some extent. So... When you're able to save anything to me, and mm-hmm. when I finally put that nest egg away, and I do look at it um, using various tools, it's just, it's, uh, it's comfort. And right now, as I mentioned earlier, it's become the focus for me because I don't want just three months there. I want six months there, and then eventually I want a year there. And I put more time in investing in that and thinking about that. And as I tell my kids, the more you have in savings, the more you, if something abrupt happens, I've been with companies that are gone. They're completely off the map now. They were $3 billion companies with 30,000 employees and they're gone. Yeah. So that was in the 80s and those IT companies are now gone. Wow. So we've had that, I've had that happen. I've seen that happen abruptly. And so to me, the only thing I can do is kind of protect myself, so to speak. And it helps you sleep better at night. Helps me sleep much it, better. It doesn't absolutely. help me get along with my boss any better, but it does help me <laughs> It does help me sleep a whole bunch better. You know, and another thing that I was just thinking about uh, listening to you talk about this, you know, when, when we're younger, it's like next year is always a little better, a little bigger, a little more, a little this or that. But when you start to roll into middle age, you start to, a lot of people start to experience ups and downs and there's, there's ups, there's downs. Some years you're doing great, some years you're not. And you need to hold something back a little bit from the great years. So in the bad years aren't quite as, quite as lean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, back and forth, back and forth. You know, I was, I was looking at a, um, a survey that was reported on by Forbes magazine and it was a survey done by career builder. And they found that Almost 80% of U.S. workers live paycheck to paycheck. And when we had that government shutdown last year, all the government workers were saying that they didn't have the ability to pay their bills after like six weeks. And they're going, we're going to have to borrow money and this and that. And, And Brian and I were going... Wow, where's the emergency fund? But but the survey indicates that people don't have an emergency fund, yeah. and they're so financially terminal so quick. Yeah. And yet, I hear you talking about you don't worry about that anymore. Well, you know, I, I certainly uh, yes, I, I it feels very comforting to have something like that and to leave it alone and not talk about it and to know it's a little bit harder to get to. So when yes, when I want to take all the kids. I have five kids and five grandkids and I want to take them all to Disneyland. Maybe I will not use the emergency fund to, to, uh, to do that. So absolutely resist, resist. I'm going to resist. Very cool. Um, maybe we'll just hop the fence or something, but, um, (laughs) um, 
I, no, I wouldn't do that. Uh, but, uh, but the, uh, but no, it is very comforting. And again, to me, I, I do intend to get back, of course, into the 401k as uh, the divorce settles and gets through all that process still, which is ongoing, but very, very near its completion. And I do intend to do that. But I found that the first step for kind of uh, comfort and happiness and joy and freedom was the emergency fund. To me, that's I'm glad I focused on that. I'm glad I listened to your show. I'm glad I had steps to walk away from that show immediately to do something, and I'm glad I did it. Yeah, yeah, very cool, very cool. Well done. So you're you're not you know I mean you're not part of this this group of people, majority of the people in the United States anymore that are paycheck to paycheck. And you talk about this, you know, um, you know, being so exhilarating. Tell us tell us a little bit about the emotion of of that. What's that like? Well, you know, I think part of it is just a learning lesson. We we all want our, you know, again, I mentioned my children, but you all, you want your children to, to learn is that, uh, you know, going to spend a few hundred bucks on something and rather than saving first. So I think for me, the goal has it's, you know, at a later stage in life. And that's why I listened to the shows. I felt like I didn't have any advice or when you when you don't have a lot of cash in your pocket, it's often hard to find uh, a stock, you know, someone to chat with you about your finances. Mm hmm. I have friends who are stockbrokers and they'll tell me, hey, you need to walk in with a certain amount of money and I can help you, but I can't help you if you don't walk in with a certain amount of money, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, I understand that, you know, I get that. But at the same time, I think a lot of us, as you're mentioning in your report, 70%, I think a lot of us need just kind of good, sound assistance. We're going to follow it, but we need a place to start. So that's what, um, so that's what I began to do after listening and and now I'm a little more focused on making sure a little bit of the cash that comes in from each paycheck goes to this fund. Uh, not only did I have the emergency fund, but I also opened at the same, at the same. I also opened at the same location at the same bank a savings fund. Right. And that that I can put a little little more into. Right. And again, these aren't. I'm not talking about large sums of dough. I'm talking about or cash. I'm just talking about a little bit every every check. Yeah, it's it's not important the the amount per se. It's the habit is more important. Yeah. And what I think I hear you saying is you you're talking about the, you know the, the joy or the emotion involved. And um, you know I've 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 heard lots of people say that financial wellness is less about book knowledge and more about just the emotional joy of being on that path. Yeah. You know. Now, do you think that there's going to be emotional joy or or excitement from other elements? that we talk about in the financial wellness podcast, things that are going to give you joy and, and, and happiness. Well, again, I certainly look forward to the kind of the next step. So I have a, my intent is to have uh, the emergency fund be at least a year of income. That's kind of what that's more than most, but that's smart. Because I just felt like, as I used to tell, again, my, these, these children of mine, right. We'll probably have to have them on the show now that I've referenced. I have to pay them money or something. (laughs) Are they getting Um, royalties? Do they have agents? They probably do have agents. What's going on here? (laughs) Uh, Well, there's only one in Hollywood. The rest are throughout the world or Northern California, at least. Um, but uh, Brian and I don't want to have to give up points, right, Brian? Right. <laughs> not, nothing on the back end is nothing going to Nothing on kids. the back end. No, no way, man. <laughs> so it's the same thing I've mentioned to them is that the more savings you have in this kind of emergency fund, of course, then if something does happen, like a job loss, which right. happens to a lot of folk, it'd be interesting All to know. All the time? Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how many folks it actually happens to on a monthly or yearly basis. But the only thing you have to rely on, it's really hard to rely on family when your income is, is high or uh, your bills are high every month. So right. you, you have to have this emergency fund. And of course, the longer that it is, the more time and, and more, uh, it takes away some of the stress of job searching and whatnot. Yeah. yeah so yeah. the next step for me is the next phase of a good sound plan that I've heard you mention on your show. And to me, that is the retirement aspect, right? The next aspect I'll get to the will next, probably third down the line, but 
the other stuff, it'll all happen. It'll all happen in time. You know, yeah. I remember years ago they were, they were talking to, uh, I think his name was Jim Fix and he wrote the book of running. This is a big deal back in, you know, several years ago. And someone asked him, uh, you know, what's the hardest part of running? And he thought for a minute and he says the first step. And I think it's yeah. the same way with, uh, you know, with financial wellness, the first step is the hardest. And, yeah. you know, even if it's a buck or two, those first couple of bucks are tough. And then, and then you start to want more. And I think I heard you just say that I want more. I want six months. I want nine months. I want 12 months in my retirement. And then I want the next step. And you start getting emotionally invested in that. And then it's very satisfying. That is very gratifying. It's not like, Oh, I got to save some money. It's like, yeah, I want, I want to deploy my capital in a, you know, in a better way. I was thinking about this. What about, do you think that there, there, there will be joy? And I don't know if you own your car or not, but wouldn't there be joy in having a fully paid for car? Well, I actually, that was actually another part that I did. Seriously. So I, didn't, I didn't even mention that in my emergency fund, but not only did I. I mean, I swear to our listeners, we didn't talk about this ahead <laughs> no, of we time. Didn't. We did not. Matt walked in and we says, let's go. Matt and Brian shook hands and off we went. Wow, really? Okay, tell me about that. Well, so that's just um, trying to get out of debt, any kind of that debt and of right, course a car right. payment beyond rent or house payments. I'm now a renter. I'm not a, house, a homeowner anymore, so I'm a renter. Right. Uh, but one of the very first things I took care of, um, I, I debated having a um, a payment, the value. Of, was there any value at all in having a payment? And then, of course, the conclusion was uh, there is no value in really having a payment, a, a car payment, for me anyway. Right. So I just paid that off. I took the money out of the settlement um, and I paid that off before, okay. actually before I started the emergency fund okay. or right almost hand in hand with the two. So, okay. so that's fully paid off. Now. I like that. Yeah. And that lets me, that gives me the freedom to put more Led Zeppelin stickers, <laughs> maybe a Megadeth and a George Strait sticker on it. Cause he's a pretty good musician too. Once a musician, always a musician, huh? <laughs> Brian, you've known musicians in the past. You got any questions for Matt? Um, nothing that we can probably actually ask or he can say on the podcast. <laughs> Again, these are musicians. He's a musician. It was interesting. You know, I, I come in and, and, and we're getting ready for the, the podcast and, uh, you know, uncle studios is not, not only do they do podcasts, but they also rehearse and record, you know, rock and roll bands. Um, you know, uh, Scott tells me that, you know, uh, Rod Stewart's been here and other people over the years. And, uh, I come in and, and we're all about the business and I look around and there's like speakers and drums, whatever, whatever means nothing to me. But Matt, I saw you walk in the room and your eyes lit up and you're going, oh, there's a Marshall. That's that's really cool. Oh, yeah. I'm going, I don't know. It's a thing with buttons on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's some really, really nice things in here to use. We could we could set up our own gig next time. Maybe. We could, we could, we could do play, our own, play some music. Have, play some, some Rush or something. Have you talked to your kids about the savings account? And Oh, good question. You know, it's funny. I, I have not. And part of it is that um, it's not that I've avoided the subject, mm-hmm. but they're actually probably a little better off than I am, quite frankly. They're all four of the five are grad graduates of Berkeley and San Diego State and whatnot. And they're, they seem to be doing better financially than I have ever been. Again, I blame mm-hmm. them. That's all their fault. But uh, they, <laughs> none of them have five kids. They all have a couple. But uh, no, I haven't really brought it up. Uh, I, maybe part of that is just it's uh, we've talked about it so much. I kind of feel like they expect me to have it. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, if I bring it up now, they might think, well, I thought you've had it the whole time. But anyway, so no, I haven't really spoken about it. We have talked about the principles, not mm-hmm. my specific account. No, we, I have not brought that up. But 
the principles of it, yes, we have. Of course, if they, you know, know that you don't got like piles of dough and assets and retirement accounts, they might not even call you as much, you know? No. <laughs> yeah. You never know. Of course, you don't have to worry about them with a with a sharp knife in their back pocket either. Yeah. Well, and I think they already know who gets, you know, what guitar and what surfboard. Well, that, I mean, pretty much in that order. Which <laughs> so, those are the important assets. Those are the important. important those, those are the assets. Those are the those are the legacy items, yeah. right? You know, no, and I think that's I think that that's important, really important. Well, good stuff, good stuff. Um, what are some takeaways that that we can uh, take away from this show, Brian? What do you think? How about first and foremost? People really do listen to us. They do. <laughs> sometimes, you know, we're sitting in the recording studio. It's kind of dark sometimes, and you kind of wonder. But and I, I do follow the stats a little bit. But uh, yeah, people listen to the show. Pretty cool, you know. Um, number two, it occurred to me that you know Matt, who's primarily a, a musician, not a financial type, uh, but, but you know he he's been empowered. I mean, regular people, everyday people, can do this stuff. And it's not that hard. It's not that crazy. But the hardest thing is, you know, the, the first step. Maybe another thing, you know, uh, uh, life, life is full of ups and downs and back and forth. And um, I guess all that matters is you, you finish on a high note. You know, Henry Ford was quoted as saying, you only have to be right the last time. Right. <laughs> and he died pretty well off, you know, and it, it's never too late. It's never too late to get on a path to, you know, to get where you want to be. And um, and then maybe also life is, you know, what you make and, and how you look at it. You know, here I was looking at um, an emergency fund is kind of a, a thing you got to do, a step to get to the next step. And you're talking about it not being a chore, but, you know, an extreme mm-hmm. joy. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, that, that's pretty cool. Yep. Peace of mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Especially in this crazy world. You yeah. know, it used to be what, uh, you know, you graduate from school, you pick a company, you work for them for 30 years, they give you a pension and a watch, and you're done. It was like that. Now, nobody hardly goes 30 years. People, you know, two, three companies, they get laid off, they get fired, they get whatever. Companies go out of business. The, you know, the executives, uh, you know, get arrested for absconding all the money, or, you know, <laughs> who knows what happened. But no one, I mean, hardly anyone, you know, works for the same company anymore. So really interesting stuff. So, wow, Matt, big fan, listener, mm-hmm. appreciate yes. you coming in, spending some time with us, getting to meet us. And uh, it's really been a you know thank an you honor Roger, to have you. Great. Yeah, yeah, very Thank you cool, very much right? for having me. And interesting stuff, important stuff, I think that the listeners can can take away and listen to and, you know, kind of spread that, that experience and that knowledge around a little bit. And coming from uh, a guy who's primarily a musician. Very oh. cool. Very, very cool, you know? Thank and you. folks, there really is, a, there's like a drum set right over here. I'm going to go play it. <laughs> oh, no. There is. Yeah, we don't make this stuff up, you know? <laughs> Too funny. So anyway, you know, maybe uh, you get that business online sure. up and running. Come back. Let's talk about some more. And we'll, we'll, to. we'll touch base, uh, you know, how your emergency fund's doing. Oh, wait a minute. Now everyone knows that you're like enhancing the size of your emergency fund. No pressure. All right. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to spend it on that grill. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, that's all the time we got today, but here's some stuff we're working on for a couple episodes from now, maybe even next week. We're going to finally bring out the it's my money concept. I've been thinking about it and kind of fleshing it out for quite a period of time. We're going to uh, reveal that next week. Tune in. I think that you'll find it uh, very interesting. But that's a wrap. That's all the time we got today. This is Dave Hagen, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast.
You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.